Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to New Creation Realities. And today we're going to continue with our lessons in Christ. And uh, what I did for this lesson, I just uh, we're, we're going to go ahead and start with looking at where we find in the scriptures the words in Christ. Uh, the Greek, en Christo. Strong's number N, Strong's number 1722, and Christ. Strong's number 5547. And so I basically what I did, I did a Strong's number search with those two numbers in Christ just to see where they show up in the scriptures. And, uh, <clears throat> and we're going to look at the very first mention in the scriptures. And this is, of course, this will be in the New Testament. I haven't figured out a way to to search the Old Testament Septuagint yet, but when I do, I'll probably be sharing from there as well. So, um, just real quick, I, I, I do want to make mention of this, that the Holy Spirit is our teacher. And this is for everyone, everyone who's born again. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, whether we recognize this, know this or not. He is our teacher. And he, he, his, his text is the scripture, the testimony, uh, even the natural creation. God created the natural creation to testify of the new creation, who is Christ himself. <clears throat> And so the Holy Spirit will use whatever, whenever, however he pleases to prepare the ground of our heart, to draw the full attention of our heart and place it upon the Son, the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And so when when the Holy Spirit is, is leading us uh, to... Well, with the scriptures, then we, we should know this. Then, then we'll, we'll, what happens is we begin to see the same theme regardless of where we are in the scriptures, regardless of what study we're on, regardless of what words or definitions we're searching out. We begin to see the same theme throughout. And I just wanted to mention this. With me right now, it's the Messiah. And so I'm seeing the Messiah with everything. So if I start using the term Messiah instead of Christ, know that that's the reason why. This is where the Lord is leading my heart. And uh, <clears throat> basically, uh, we, we, we probably already know this, but just to make mention of it, uh, Christ is Greek, Christos. Christ is the Greek word for the Hebrew word Messiah. That's all Christ means, except what happens is that maybe it's familiarity. Maybe it's because we read it so much in the New Testament, the word Christ. Maybe it's because, I mean, I've shared the word Jesus Christ, Christ Jesus, in Christ, Christ. I mean, our, our lessons, our current lessons are called in Christ. Uh, <clears throat> maybe it's just from familiarity. We What happens, I believe, is that we lose sight of the meaning of the word Christ. And I believe to, to, to cause us to see what that word means, we have to begin to look at the word Messiah. Now, of course, brothers and sisters, Looking at the actual word Messiah in the scriptures or in Bible dictionaries or Bible lexicons or uh, Bible commentaries will not give us the true knowledge listen, of the Messiah. But the Holy Spirit can use it to prepare the ground of our heart for, listen, God's very own knowledge of his Messiah. And that is the end of all of our reading, all of our studies. It's basically present everything that we've read, every, everything that we read, everything that we study, everything that we search, 
everything that we look up, everything that we've heard declared, everything that we've heard taught, present it to the Holy Spirit so that the Holy Spirit can use it to prepare the ground of our heart that our heart might turn and God make known everything we've been searching, everything that we've been looking at, everything that we've been looking for in the person of His Son. So I I rejoice in that. So if you hear me uh, beginning to use the word Messiah more, then that's why. But I, I wanted to just make mention of that for you who who are reading and searching the scriptures, when, when you begin to see the same thing, theme or the thing or whatever, it doesn't matter whatever the object is in the scriptures, in this sense, whatever the thing is, whether it be a person, place, or thing, the true object is Christ himself. And the Holy Spirit is using that to direct our heart unto the true object, who is Christ himself, Jesus, the Messiah. Okay? So, Going on <clears throat> with that, <laughs> we're going to look at uh, a passage here. And just real quick, I do want to say this because I did I did uh, mention that, that Christ is the Greek word for the Hebrew word Messiah. You can actually look it up in a, in a dictionary, in a lexicon. Uh, if you're looking it up by Strong's number, it's Strong's number... Christ is Strong's number 5547, and it will tell you plainly, this is the Greek word for the Hebrew word Messiah. Christ, Christos, basically means, Christo basically means Messiah. All right, so now once again, what I did, I just searched the Strong's numbers for the word in Christ, and this is going to be the very first mention in the scriptures of those two words in that order, like in Christ, not just wherever in the scripture, but in that very order, in Christ. Okay, so this is Romans chapter 3, verse uh, verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So, very first mention of those two words, in Christ, in Cristo. Uh, Strong's number 1722 and Strong's number 5547. All right. Uh, the context, basically, you can, you can begin with, where did I, no, I marked it right here. You can begin with verse 9 and read all the way through verse 26, uh, basically saying, all are under sin. All come short of the glory of God, uh, and all are in need of God, of of Jesus, of Christ Himself. And so, let's see. Yeah, verse twenty-three: For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. All right. <clears throat> whom God set forth as a propitiation by his blood through faith to demonstrate his righteousness because in his forbearance God had passed over the sins that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Okay. So back to verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now, we're going to look at the word uh, redemption just a little bit today. We're not going to go, you know, looking at a whole lot of it, but just just look at just a little bit at it. And for one, the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, it's it's not so much, and I know that some definitions uh, say this, but it is not so much what Jesus has done but it is in all actuality who he is. Not what he has done for us. Yes, brothers and sisters, he has redeemed us, us who are born again. We have been redeemed. 
But our redemption is not first and foremost what God has done. Our redemption is Christ himself. The person, the very person himself. When God begins preparing the ground of a soul, for one who's not born again, begins preparing the ground of a soul, he begins preparing that soul, the ground of the soul, for, listen, the seed. Not what the seed has done, or not what the seed can do, or not what the seed will do, but for the seed himself, singular, masculine. In receiving that seed, we have received everything of God in the person of Christ Jesus, who is the incorruptible seed that our soul receives the moment of new birth. The Lord, God does not offer something, T-H-I-N-G, to our soul. He offers His Son. His Son in whom we find everything of God. Everything spoken of. we receive in a person at the moment of new birth. That's why it's, it, was, it was, is, and forever will be so important not to reject the person. Now, we who are born again, obviously by the work of the Holy Spirit, we have not rejected the person. We have received the person Therefore, we have received everything that, our, that God created our soul to receive. We have received it in the person of Christ Jesus himself. So, I'll say this. Having begun in the Spirit by a work of God, we must also continue by the Spirit by a work of God. In Luke I love this. Luke chapter 2, starting with verse 36. And the context is basically, I believe it was uh, the parents of Jesus were bringing him, the child Jesus, to the temple to be circumcised. All right. <clears throat> That's what I believe the context of this is. Yeah. Uh, verse 36 from the Gospel, Luke chapter 2. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age and had lived with a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, 84 years, who did not depart from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. All right. And coming, now this is, I think, right after, yes, right after Simeon. And coming in that instant, right after Simeon basically declared, I have seen the self. I love this. Look at this. Even Simeon declaring the same thing. <clears throat> Let's start. Gosh, yes. We, we need to start way in verse 22. Luke chapter 2, verse 22. It is the context. Well, I'll just begin reading. Now, when the days of her purification, according to the law of Moses, were completed, they brought him, Jesus, to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord and here, brothers and sisters, the ultimate fulfillment of that scripture, Christ himself.
Jesus himself. Verse 24, And to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. Going on. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. So there's a connection between consolation, the consolation of Israel, and the Lord's Christ, the Lord's Messiah. You can't have one without the other. If you have Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah, you have the consolation of Israel. If we neglect him out of the picture, brothers and sisters, listen, we have nothing. I know I've said this several times before. At the moment of salvation, we receive a person. You take the person out of the picture, there is no salvation for the soul. There is no life for the soul. There is no forgiveness of sins for the soul. Everything of God is found in the person of His Son. All right, so verse 27. So He came by the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for Him according to the custom of the law, circumcision, He took Him up, Simeon, where were we? Yeah, Simeon took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, he confessed, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. He saw the Lord's salvation, he says it, your salvation, in a person. Not in what the person would do. No, brothers and sisters, he saw the Lord's salvation, the salvation of the Lord, in a person. This, I, I love Gosh, how look at look at how it, how it. Let's start again. Let's see where were we. Verse twenty-five. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Did I mention this at the beginning of the class? I think I did. The Holy Spirit is our teacher, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> we have no teacher but the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was upon him, preparing the ground of his soul, preparing the ground of his heart. For what? For what? For what? A person. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ, the Lord's Messiah. Verse 27, so he came by the Spirit. This, brothers and sisters, is being led by the Spirit. And what is it that we find, what is it that we are led unto when we are led, when we are indeed led by the Holy Spirit? We are led to find a person. We are led to, listen, brothers and sisters, us who are born again, discover a person. I love this. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. That was verse 27. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, 
Simeon took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Now, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation. Discovering the salvation of the Lord in a person. Which you have prepared before the face of all peoples. He goes on concerning this person, this one that is before him, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. The light of the revelation is before me. The glory of your people Israel is before me. Everything you have declared is before me in a person. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a word will pierce will pierce through your own soul also, and the, the and or excuse me, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. All right. Now verse 36. Now there was one Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age. And had lived with her husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow of about 84 years, who did not depart from the temple, but served with fastings and prayers night and day. And coming in that same instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. She gave thanks to the Lord, and I would say, and spoke of the child, Jesus. To all who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Of course, during this whole time, uh, the Jews, the Israelites, they were under the oppression of the Romans. And so there was, um, there was an expectation. There was a hope that a Messiah would come and redeem them from the bondage that they were in, the current bondage they were in. And the Jews, the Israelites, were seeing this natural bondage. They were placed under by the Romans, their oppressors. And they were waiting and expecting in anticipation the Messiah who would deliver them from, in their minds, from the current bondage. Now, of course, uh, I will say this. They had their expectation of the Messiah and... As you read the Gospels, to the end, their expectation was not God's expectation. Now, how, well, how should I say this? I'm not sure, even sure if I said that correctly. Uh, I'll say it this way. Their concept of the Messiah, of a Messiah, was not what God was presenting as a Messiah. So when Jesus actually showed up, we know, brothers and sisters, he came to his own, his own received him not. He didn't meet up to their expectation. Well, we were expecting this. Well, we were, yeah, exactly, expecting this. Well, to me, the Messiah means this. And here's Jesus, the Messiah, and they missed him. 
All right? <clears throat> but look, look, look at this verse 38 again. And coming in that instant, Anna, the prophetess, gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of Jesus, the child Jesus, to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Those who were looking for the redemption. Those who were looking for the liberty of the bondage which they, which they were under. And here's Anna seeing those, finding those, and saying, hey, our redemption is a person. And the concept probably would have been, yes, what this person will do for me, what this person will do based upon our situation, what this person will do. And even with Simeon, brothers and sisters, that's, that's why I, I went ahead and read Simeon. Simeon, what did he declare? For my eyes have seen your salvation in a person. Not in what he would do, though he did, brothers and sisters, <laughs> more than what we know. But the salvation of the Lord, Simeon saw in a person the redemption of the Lord, Anna. Yeah, it was, right? Saw in a person. Both led by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit having been preparing the ground of their soul, their ground, the ground of their hearts, to receive a person. By receiving the person, brothers and sisters, we receive everything that comes with him. Everything that God promised. He promised, listen, in a person. Everything that God has declared, he has declared in a person. Salvation, a person. Redemption, a person. Deliverance, a person. If the person is present, the salvation of the Lord is present. If the person is present, the redemption of the Lord is present. If the person is present, the kingdom of God is present. If the person is present, forgiveness of sins is present. Brothers and sisters, this person, of course, is Jesus Christ, Jesus the Messiah. Very important, very important. Here. <clears throat> Everything that God, by the Holy Spirit, was, is, and forever will be, Doing is preparing the ground of the heart, the ground of the soul for the person. Now, I was while well, I was mentioning uh, the person and receiving the person, and then by receiving the person, we receive everything of God. I was thinking of this: the full meal deal. <laughs> I'll explain it here in a second. When I was at Bible school, uh, this thought came to my mind. Uh, it, it was, and I was, the thought came across as the full meal deal. And, and what I mean by that is basically this. When something, something, T-H-I-N-G, grabs the attention of our heart or has the attention of our heart, uh, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. If it's not Christ, then it doesn't matter really what it is, good, bad, evil, indifferent. It doesn't matter. It's just not Christ, okay? So when it, when it has our attention, we don't just get that. We get everything that comes along with it. What do I mean by this? Um, okay, how about this? For us who are born again, let's say, well, I want to be well-known. Popularity. I mean, I can make an, listen, I can make an impact for God if only Considering I, considering self, 
for God and for his end, but considering I, considering self. So we can run, take, take our, run with it, take our thought, our concept, and run with it for the Lord. But when we consider ourselves, brothers and sisters, like us, more us doing, us having an impact, it doesn't matter. It's still us, 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 us. Then whether we realize it or not, by considering us, considering I, we end up embracing everything that comes along with it that is not Christ. That is the full meal deal. You get it all whether you want it all or not. You don't pick and choose. By considering self, by laying hold of self, we get what we like, what we consider good. But brothers and sisters, we also get what we consider evil because it's on the same tree. Now, listen to this. We who are born again, brothers and sisters, this does not change reality. This does not change the truth. Remember, the Lord is present. We are born again. If the person is present, life is present. Salvation is present. Forgiveness of sins is present. Redemption is present. Everything is present in the person. What's the word enjoy? When our hearts, by the work of the Holy Spirit, are directed unto Christ, we begin to enjoy the one who is present. We begin to enjoy the righteousness who is present. We begin to enjoy the peace who is present. We begin to enjoy the wisdom who is present. We begin to enjoy the forgiveness of sins who is present. I mean, just think about it. When David, David rejoiced, you know, blessed is the man whose uh, sins are not imputed to him. Uh, All these declarations rejoicing and enjoying the one who is present not considering I, not considering self, but considering the Lord himself. Okay? Back to Romans. Where were we? I got to find my place again. There we go. Romans chapter 3, verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. We are redeemed, brothers and sisters, we who are born again. As, as I stated, this is, not, uh, this is not so much what Jesus has done, but this is, brothers and sisters, he himself, whom he is. All right? I want us to look at this verse. Consider a verse here. This is Revelation chapter 13, verse 8. All who dwell on the earth will worship him, whose names have not been written in the book of life of the Lamb. Brothers and sisters, if you are born again, your name is written in the book of life of the Lamb. But here's what I want to emphasize, okay? Just not not so we can get all, ah, not all scared and uh, distraught or anything like that. No, no, no. If you're born again, brothers and sisters, you have everything that God created your soul for. And now there is the knowledge of the one who is present, where there can be automatically the enjoyment of the one who is present. All right, this is the emphasis that I wanted to look at with this verse. The book of life of, here we go, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. From the very beginning. A person. 
when redemption, what was the word? Because that's the word we're looking at. I got to go back to it again. Redemption. Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul said this in Philippians chapter 3, verse 13. Well, let me give a little basis for this. All right. We're going to see, and not in this class, in our next class, we're going to see how redemption comes into play. Uh, the majority of where we get the word redemption from stems from e- Israel in Egypt. Okay. Now, look at this testimony. With Israel in Egypt, before the Lamb appears, they are in bondage to death. Among the dead in bondage to death. Egypt represents the abode of the dead. They are in Egypt in bondage to death. Cannot do anything to deliver themselves. Cannot do anything to redeem themselves. They entered into this condition, listen, of their own accord. The soul entered into this condition, brothers and sisters, of of its own accord, of her own accord, when she partook of the tree of death in the garden. Remember, God prepared, created our soul. God created our soul for His Son, who is the life that would be offered unto the soul. Man does not consider the Son, will consider everything else. And brothers and sisters, everything else in comparison to the Son, who is life, everything else is death. We know man partook of the tree of death. At that moment, his soul entered into a state, into a condition of death. One which he could not escape. So here's Israel in Egypt in bondage unto death, cannot escape it. No matter what they want, how hard they try, how hard they pray, no, they're in death, the soul in death, under the bondage of death. God sends His Lamb. The Lamb appears by ordinance of the Lord, they slay the lamb, put the blood on the doorpost and lentils. Lentil. They enter in through the door. Those who enter into the door through the door enter into life. Once again, the lamb, they eat the lamb, they partake of the lamb. The lamb is now on the inside. Israel, death, burial, they go through the Red Sea. After the Red Sea, brothers and sisters, it is resurrection, how I brought you on eagle's wings unto myself. Only the Son comes out of the grave, brothers and sisters. Listen, us who are born again, only our life comes out of the grave who is Christ. We who are born again, our life, our souls are found in Christ who is our life. Jesus, the Messiah. Just like Israel was in the wilderness here, considering what was, Their consideration did not change the truth of who is present. They had been redeemed from death. They had been redeemed from that state, that condition of death. This, brothers and sisters, by the blood of a lamb, by the Son Himself, the Messiah. The Messiah was present. The King, Messiah, the Son of God, the King, the Anointed, was present. The King of Death was no longer present. But the Messiah, the true 
King of Kings and Lord of Lords was present with them in the wilderness. Though they recognized him not, though they knew him not, he was present and his kingdom was present. They were governed by the glory of God, whether they knew it or not. There was a cloud by day and a fire by night. When the cloud lifted and moved, brothers and sisters, the whole body got up and followed the cloud. When the cloud rested, the whole body, brothers and sisters, rested and encamped. They were governed by the glory of God because the glory of God was present whether they recognized Him or not. The kingdom of God was present in a person. There's there's nothing apart from the person. Nothing apart from the person. They had been redeemed by a person. Their redemption was a person, a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. There were few, there were those who were knowing the one who is present, the one who is present. And they declared, not I, but the Lord. Because they were knowing and therefore enjoying the one who is present in the midst. This was Moses. This was Joshua and Caleb. Remember, listen to the testimony of Joshua and Caleb. You have 12 spies go in right before they're going to go in and take possession of the land. 12 12 spies total go in just to kind of take an observation, check it out, and come declare the findings to the rest. 10 had a false testimony. Oh, well, see, there's giants. We can't do this. We're like grasshoppers in their sight, in our sight, or what was it? Not sure if it was theirs or ours. Doesn't matter. Let's find it. Yeah. Listen to this. There, this is the testimony, the false witness, the false testimony of ten, the majority, brothers and sisters. And I'll say this right now, the majority does not rule. God rules. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak. Numbers chapter 13, verse 33, came from the giants. The descendants of Anak came from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. Considering self, looking at self, oh, I can't, this is too big for me. And then whatever the object is, whatever the obstacle is, yes, I am too big for you. Mm-hmm. That's right, you can't do it. Let me look. Let me read a little more in Numbers chapter 13. See if I can. Verse uh, 27. Numbers chapter 13, verse 27. Let me just mark this in there. It wasn't in my notes. Try with verse 25. And they returned from spying out the land after 40 days. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran and at Kadesh. 
they brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. They saw the fruit. They saw the increase, brothers and sisters. They saw the fruit. They saw the increase. Then they told him, then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there, or Anak. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and all the Amorites dwell in the mountains, and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than us. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. They were, there were, there we saw the giants and were like grasshoppers in our own sight, so we were in their sight. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. And then they complained. And then they want to go back to Egypt. But Joshua, verse 6 of Numbers chapter 14, the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we pass through to spy is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, he will bring us into this land and give it to us a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are bread. They are our bread. The protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Considering the Lord and not considering I, self. Our redemption, brothers and sisters, is not anything apart from Christ himself. Our redemption is a person. Simeon testifying of the salvation of God found in a person Anna, testifying of the redemption of God found in a person. The Holy Spirit directing the full attention of our heart unto a person, the one who is present. He is present. The children of Israel right here, they begin considering, listen, what was, what was not, who is present. They had I, they had what was before their face, before their eyes, before their natural eyes, before their minds. And then everything that is there comes along with it. Now they're griping and complaining and wanting to go back, brothers and sisters, to what they cannot. Their souls were in a state in a condition of death by the lamb slain from the foundation of the world their souls were brought to a condition a state of life they could not return all that was left was to know the state the condition of life who was now present To know in a person. The Apostle Paul said this. I can't remember if we read it or not, but it's in Philippians. One thing I do, forgetting that which was behind. 
Let me read it real quick. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended as fully as I I have been apprehended. That means laying hold of the one who has fully laid hold of me to know even as I am known of God. But one I do, one thing I do, forgetting that which is behind, forgetting that which is behind like a dream of I, before I was born again, and brothers and sisters, of I, before I discovered everything in the person of Christ himself. Forgetting that which is behind and reaching forward unto those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Having been redeemed, brothers and sisters, like circumcision, having been redeemed, we can not now be unredeemed. Having been redeemed, our souls, having been redeemed from the state and condition of death, our souls can now no longer be unredeemed, brothers and sisters. No, the death of the Lamb was an eternal death. In this sense, eternity in the person of Christ died, made manifest in time, a work of God. It is finished, Jesus says. This has been accomplished in a person. In receiving the person, we receive everything that has been accomplished in the person himself. Eternal redemption in Christ Jesus. What is left is to know the one who is present. And the automatic of knowing the one who is present is the enjoyment of the one who is present. So we'll end for this class. Please present everything to the Holy Spirit that he may direct our hearts unto Christ who is eternally present in our soul. Amen? Amen. Lord bless. We'll see you in our next lesson.